Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Mindful Manager Podcast. My name is Art Burns, and I'm your host, uh, here to talk about some mindfulness and some emotional intelligence and ways in which these practices and the benefits that we get from these practices can can have a, a positive effect on not only your work and your effectiveness at work and your optimization to succeed at work, but also into every area of your life, whether that's uh, social, parental, uh, spousal, whatever it is. Uh, you know, health, you know, the whole thing. It, it has just a positive effect on everything. And so I'm really happy to have you join me here. And I'm really happy to be here uh, to, to give you this information. Uh, and I hope that a lot of you uh, over the, the past weeks and months have started to feel some of these benefits um, uh, in your life, okay, whether it's at work or in any of the other areas, as I just explained. Now, uh, at the end of this episode, I'm going to, as I always do, give you a way to get, get in touch with me. And actually, today, I have this week we have a little bit of an incentive for that but I'll get to that in a second um but but I I really do welcome to to hear how these practices uh might be you know having a positive impact on your life and and I and I say that just purely out of my own uh you know desire to know that this is happening for people not not in any way that uh you know it's not good for me I just want to know that it's good for you okay I hope that makes sense um so anyway now that I've gotten through that and I'll, I'll give you the uh, ways to get in touch with me and also this little incentive um, at the end of this uh, episode here. But but so to introduce what we're going to talk about today, um, I'm going to talk about acceptance. Okay, now I wanted to go a little deeper into uh, into what we were talking about on Friday when we were talking about resilience. Okay, we talked about, um, you know, emotional, I'm sorry, emotional and cognitive resilience and how important these are in in especially in the workplace okay and when we talk about resilience as i as i mentioned on friday uh the key is to become comfortable with the feelings of our emotions now as humans okay we are motivated one way or another 100% by our emotions or more specifically by the feeling those emotions cause in our bodies okay now that's just the truth okay that's how we are motivated um, if you think of whatever makes you take action on something, you can always boil it down to, to an emotional motivation, okay? Whether that's hunger, right? You feel that, that sensation of hunger in your body. You say, okay, I got to go get something to eat. You know, um, you know, passionate arousal is another one that's very obvious. Um, you know, uh, you know, just about any situation that you, you, you know, any motivation that you have, you can always trace it back to an emotional motivation that is, that is driven by a feeling in your body, okay? Uh, and I challenge you, you know, this can be uh, into the thing that we're going to talk about later of how to get in touch with me. You know, if you don't understand how that's happening, then please do get a hold of me so that we can talk about it and, and make you understand this because it's, it really is the key to all this, right? And when we talk about resilience, you know, again, it's talking about being comfortable with these emotions and therefore, you know, seeing how our emotions are driving our decision making and, and not allowing that to, to get in in our way and to cause us problems rather than allowing us to to succeed in our lives okay so um you know as i mentioned the other day you know um 
when we have an experience of any kind, right, our emotional brain will tend to do one of two things, okay? And this is where the comfort of our emotions comes in really, uh, really very powerfully, okay? But the, the emotional brain will tend to do one of the two following things uh, in any experience, okay? It will tend to grasp at the good experiences, those experiences that cause us positive emotions and in turn good feelings, okay? Um, you know, passion, you know, excitement, things like this, right? We will grasp at those things, right? Because we don't want them to end. And in the same way, our emotional brain will tend to push away the negative experiences that cause negative emotions that tend to lead to negative feelings, okay? Um, you know, things that make us sad, things that make us, you know, frustrated, you know, we tend to push those things away, okay? Now, when we allow either of these things to happen, it causes us an emotional discomfort and it makes it hard then to be emotionally resilient because remember, the emotional resilience is all about being comfortable with what's happening in our emotions so that we don't, you know, kind of you know, fall down the rabbit hole, as it were, or down that slippery slope, whatever, whatever cliche you choose to use. Um, so in, in, as we practice mindfulness and emotional uh, intelligence training, there are two key abilities that apply here, okay? And, and these abilities come through the practice, okay? But it's really good to be aware of them, as I'm going to make you hear, so that, so that we can recognize when these things are coming up in our lives, okay? It's not that you should try to remember these things and, and like, you know, jump on them when they happen, but it's more to, to be able to notice them as you're developing these skills. Okay. I hope that makes sense to you. And, and again, this is a great reason to get in touch with me if that kind of thing doesn't make sense. But, but anyway, the, the first ability that we develop through uh, mindfulness and emotional intelligence training is the ability to let go. Okay, now this does not mean to ignore or to avoid negative experiences or thoughts or emotions or feelings, okay, that, that arise with these experiences, okay? Letting go means instead to free ourselves from the emotional grip and tension that we can fall into when we have this experience that creates negative emotions and feelings, okay? You can kind of think of it as like breaking a cycle of these, you know, emotions emotions and feelings that, you know, I don't know if you remember, I talked about in another uh, episode a while back that, that there's like a, a loop that happens with us, right? We have a thought that creates an emotion, right? So we have a thought, say, of, um, you know, of, of something that we're, we're grasping to, right? Like some sort of like good thing that's happening to us. And, and we have this thought that, that makes us want to like, you know, grasp onto this thing, right? And then that thought creates an emotion of grasping that and that grasping creates a, uh, a um, uh, or, or not, maybe it's not an emotion of grasping, but the emotion would be something like sadness or, or anxiety or, or, you know, or fear of letting this thing expire, which is causing us such happiness, right? And so, and then that produces a feeling in our body, right? Now that feeling in our body will send a, a message back to our brain and our brain will tend to create another thought in the same negative vein, which will then just propel this as a cycle. Okay. So, so when we're, when we are able to let go, right, when we're able to develop this, this ability, this skill to let go, we can then break that cycle. 
All right. Again, if any of this is not clear, I really do invite you to, to get in touch with me because this is really important stuff. OK, this is really like life important stuff. This is not just about feeling good and, and you know, having happy thoughts and stuff. This is, you know, because this could be the difference between, you know, a, a success in something that happens an hour after one of these experiences or or, you know, not grasping that or not reaching that success because, you know, we're, we're stuck in this negative emotional loop. All right. And again, if that's not clear to you, please get in touch with me. Okay. Um, the, the other skill that we develop in mindfulness practices is the ability to accept what is happening. Now, (laughs) this is a hard one because whenever I use the word acceptance in relation to any kind of meditation, right? People tend to assume that I mean simply accept what's happening and don't try to change or improve anything about it. You know, just go move into a cave in Tibet and everything will be all right, you know? And that's not at all what I mean. In fact, this could not be further from the truth, right? In fact, you know, just like letting go, acceptance means to interact with an experience from a position without the emotional influence on it, right? And and it, it simply means seeing the reality of a given experience so that we can change it. Okay, so that we can affect a positive change from from what is is probably a negative uh, experience, right? Um, now, of course, that can happen with positive experiences too. I'll get to that in a second, but uh, but again, the idea is to uh, is to accept the reality as opposed to you know, and and not not in the sense that. Uh, you know, accept the reality, not so that we can just sort of live with whatever we've got, but in fact, accept it because that acceptance becomes the very basis for the change that we seek to make. All right. Again, that's not clear. You know, I really do encourage you to get in, in, uh, in touch with me. Okay. Uh, so now on Friday, I mentioned two big important concepts that, that play into this deeply. In fact, it's all about this. Okay. Uh, and those two, uh, those two concepts were, uh, the, the sort of emotional, uh, state or the mental state of aversion and grasping. Okay, now you might remember me talking about these uh, a while back, um, along with their uh, their very powerful uh, sibling called delusion. Okay, these are the the three uh, negative mental states that are you know on a psychological level. Th- these three negative states, if we're dwelling in them, right, which is delusion, aversion, or grasping. If we're dwelling in any of these three negative mental states uh, at any given time, then it's almost it's it's virtually guaranteed that negative emotions and negative thoughts and negative feelings that whole loop that i was talking about it's virtually guaranteed that that is going to happen when we're dwelling in these negative mental states okay um now when we are getting you know um aversion okay let's go through them real quick all right uh aversion is the pushing away okay and the the opposite of of aversion is the acceptance that i talked about a moment ago right whereas grasping is the clinging to something and the and the opposite of grasping would be letting go 
right? This stuff is not very complicated, but but it's not that easy to practice either. So uh, so that's why we're talking about it here. Um, now, delusion is the thing that that gives way to aversion and and grasping. Okay, delusion is the inability to see things clearly for what they truly are. Okay, which again this gives rise to either aversion or grasping. Okay, now I'm going to give you a couple of examples because you know knowing this stuff and recognizing recognizing when they happen in our bodies and in our lives is a huge step towards the emotional in, uh, resilience that I talked about in the last episode. And again, this emotional resilience is really, really, really helpful in our lives. Okay, so the simplest uh, illustration of aversion, right, is is a dying flower. Okay, so so let's say we we buy some beautiful flowers and we put them in a vase and we we put them on our desk and and they just they brighten up our day, right? We we love the way this the, you know this feels and 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 then you know like every time we walk into our office we just get this just beautiful you know feeling like we have a, a beautiful thought and then a beautiful emotion and then we have a, a, a warm and and happy feeling in our body every time we look at these flowers, right? And, and it works that way. It's really powerful. You know, which is a good reason for you to go out and get some fresh flowers for your desk if you if you can. Um, but um, but after a few days, right, we we see that the flowers are starting to wilt, right, and then we become aware that they are going to be dead soon, and and we'll have to get rid of them. Okay, now at this moment, right, the, uh, a feeling of sadness will creep into our emotions, right, because we love the feeling that we get from these fresh flowers on our desk right um and and then we fight this feeling with an aversion right emotionally we want to hide from it right because it doesn't feel good right like when we look at the flowers that are starting to to wilt and and looking a little less vibrant and and we can see that you know maybe the the greens are are you know turning color and and it's clear that this is on its way out at that moment that's when we start having these feelings of aversion because we don't want it to end you know Ironically, the same uh, the same example could be used for grasping, but we'll get into that in a second. Um, so, so the the so the delusion that gives rise to this this aversion, right? The the delusion is the idea that these flowers will last forever, which of course we know they won't, right? Even when we bought them, we knew that they would only last a week or so, right? Like there's no like like there's no misconception about that at the time when you're buying these flowers from the florist right um but but yet we still have this feeling when we're when we realize that these flowers are going to be gone and how much we love them and 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 now now we're feeling like oh no i i don't want to face this right um so you know so if if we can instead we can accept that the flowers are temporary like, right? Like everything else in the world, right? We can then enjoy them fully, right? Even take time to appreciate them more during the week that they are on our desk, right? And, and then when it's time to throw away the dead flowers, we won't feel this emotional letdown, right? Now, um, you know, now again, the flowers are a very simple and straightforward example of this, right? But, um, but we can apply the same logic to things like, you know, growing old or, 
or the loss of a, of a friend or a loved one, right? And, and when we accept that these things are inevitable, right? Growing old, you know, people passing on, pets passing on, um, you know, flowers dying, right? Then, then we free ourselves from the emotions that cause us to suffer, Okay. And, and at that point we can, or, or I should say when we can be, you know, more comfortable through this process, we can be more comfortable with these emotions and, and they won't throw our lives out of whack. Right. And so, so the idea becomes that, that simply by, by letting go of this, or, or I'm sorry, by accepting the reality of, of what's going to happen to these flowers or the people in our lives or the, or the, you know, whatever's going on, right? Like, like whatever, you know, by, by, by feeling this acceptance, right? It actually allows us to enjoy the experience more fully. Okay. Because, because at that moment, when you allow this aversion to creep in, right, you're now not enjoying the flowers that are there on your desk. Even if they're only going to be there for a few more days, that's a few more days of happiness that they're willing to provide you. But this aversion is going to not allow you to fully appreciate it. Okay. Again, any questions on this, please get in touch with me because this is really important stuff, folks. All right. Now to illustrate grasping, okay. On the other side of of the coin, um, which, which almost every example could be, you know, you could look at it as either grasping or aversion. It's like, it's like two sides of the same coin really is. But, uh, but to illustrate grasping, I'm going to use the example of a vacation from work. Okay. Um, you know, now when we take a vacation, right, we first spend a lot of time preparing, and planning for it. You know, we pick out where we're going to go. We, we, you know, find the time that works for everybody in our lives and our families and our work and all that kind of stuff. And, and so, so much emotional investment goes into this before we even get on the plane or, or get in the car to go there, you know, we, we're already very emotionally invested, right? And, um, and and this this emotional excitement, you know, kind of builds and builds as this vacation approaches, right? And then and then we finally get there and, and we're we're you know we're feeling like oh this is amazing. You know, like I'm here. This is what I've been planning for and what I've been getting excited for for all these you know weeks, you know, and I'm just so excited to be here and it's so fun and it's so awesome right and then you know if you're if you're like me you know you even think on the first day of this like you know you're 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 thinking about all the wonderful things that you know you have in the days ahead right like so let's say you're gone for a seven day trip right like on that first day like when I would take vacations myself I would be thinking oh my gosh I can't believe I had so much fun today and I've got six more days like this it's gonna be amazing this is huge this is awesome right and it seems like endless right like like it's you know again just like that bouquet of flowers that's on your desk right like that first day it's like wow this new thing in my life i, I love this it feels like it's going to be here forever right and um and so then at a certain point during your vacation right maybe right there on that middle day right if if you're going for a week that that fourth day right <laughs> you're you, you know of the trip you you start to realize that that wow i have less time in front of me than i have behind 
timing, right? And and that this all is going to come to a close very soon, right? And uh, and at this time, you know, you you probably start to feel a little bit of a sense of like even like a sense of panic to do more vacationing, right? And and quickly so that you can get the most enjoyment out of it, right? Because now again, you're you're starting to feel that this is you know we're you know it's it's going to be gone. So what you're doing is you're grasping to it. You're you're saying, oh my gosh, I don't want this to leave. So I have to grasp to everything I can, right? And then, you know, when, when the, when the end does come, right, you feel a tremendous sadness and a feeling of loss as you, you know, you, you kind of head to the airport or you're packing to go home or you start driving home, you know? And, um, and in this example, right, you're grasping to the feeling of the vacation. And as a result, you're tainting the good time with this sadness and and anxiety, right? Again, just like the flowers, right? Like when you start thinking that this thing is not going to last forever, what you've done is now you've, you've, you've put a negative emotion into the, the, the experience, right? And so, and, and again, I don't know if you remember me saying this, but, but our brains are very, very specific when it comes to these mental states, right? They, uh, I believe the psychologists call it uh, inhibitively uh, re- reciprocal, or reciprocally inhibitive, I believe it is. Uh, basically, what that means is that you cannot be feeling positive emotions and negative emotions at the same time, okay? It's virtually, it's physically impossible for your brain to do that. You can switch back and forth, but you literally cannot feel the same, you know, at the same moment, you cannot be in a a positive place and a negative place in your mental state, Okay, and so and so by by bringing this this sadness and this anxiety that you have that your your vacation is going to come to an end, therefore you're you're at that moment you are literally not enjoying it as much as you would if you weren't thinking about that. Okay, so so if you weren't able to just let go of this idea that you know that this vacation is going to last forever, but instead you know really focus on on spending the time in an emotionally positive way and 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 get the full enjoyment out of it okay so now the delusion that uh that gives way to this grasping right is that the vacation will last forever which you always knew it wouldn't right <laughs> you you always knew that that your vacation was booked from you know from this date to this date and and that was it right there was no illusion of yours or 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 a delusion of yours that it was going to last any longer longer than that right but but yet we somehow fall into this delusion that 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 maybe it should have lasted longer or or that we want it to last longer even though we know that it's not going to right so if you can accept that this vacation is temporary right if you then you know if you can accept that you can then be present with every moment of every day and you'll enjoy it more fully right? And then you won't have this overriding sadness creeping in and, and essentially taking away your joy, right? So, so this acceptance is, is not going to extend your vacation by a week or so, right? And you, you can't call your work or your clients or, or your supervisor and tell them that uh, to avoid grasping, you're just going to stay on vacation for a month, right? I mean, obviously, there's logistics involved with this and we can't do this, you know? Um, but in effect, you are actually extending your vacation in the sense of getting more out of it because you will enjoy it more fully and you won't see 
sacrifice the moments of happiness by regretting this end. Okay, so so by by letting go of the fact that that yeah, this isn't going to last forever. So we're letting go of this grasping that we have that that we want this vacation to last forever. You know, um, you know, when we do this, then we actually are increasing our enjoyment of the actual vacation and essentially actually adding more moments of vacation than we would or ordinarily have because again that that grasping is taking away the the joy that you have in each of those moments all right again any confusion about this please <laughs> i want you to get in touch with me okay because you know i i don't know i don't know that this is resonating with you in the way that it resonates with me and if it's not i would love to explore ways in which i could tell you something that will resonate with you because this is really really important and 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 virtually every single experience that we have okay whether it's small or large our our brains are doing this process with it okay and again now in in the practice practice of mindfulness, what we do is we develop this awareness of the emotion so we can see these things happening when they're happening. Okay. So, so by all means, you know, keep practicing that's first, right. But, but if you want to talk more about how this stuff can apply to you again, please, please, please reach out and get a hold of me. Okay. Um, but in each of these cases, right, the, the acceptance allows us a greater emotional comfort through the experiences. And again, you can apply this same logic to the really little things in life and to the enormous things in life at the same time. Okay. And this is what emotional resilience is all about. Okay. Um, now again, the, the mindfulness exercises that I've talked about, you know, and, and the things that I've given you throughout the the time that we've uh, been here together, uh, on this podcast, um, you know, they, they develop the skills of letting go and acceptance just by virtue of what they do. Okay. So when we're sitting and we're focusing on our breath, right. And, and we realize that our mind has wandered, right. We, we practice letting go, right. We practice of letting go of that wandering mind and bringing it back into where we are. Okay. And in the same way, uh, when we're, when we're practicing open awareness, right? Like the, the body scan, for instance, right? We're, we're accepting the fact that our body feels the way we are, right? If you recall the, the, the really important thing in practicing the body scan is not to, to try to change any of the feelings that you have, right? And so by practicing, feeling it without, changing it is, is practicing the very acceptance that we're talking about. Okay. So, so these things is, as long as you keep doing the, the practice. And then of course the, the, the both practices, the focus attention and the open awareness, uh, you know, enable us to, to sort of be more present with our own feelings and, and more aware. It increases our self-awareness. Okay. Which, which will tell us when we're in a grasping mind or, or in an aversion mind, and uh, and will tell us when delusion is creating both of these for us. Okay, so so by all means, even if you do have questions, even if some of what I've said doesn't make sense to you, just keep practicing. Okay, and 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 experiences in your own life will reveal these things to you. Okay, I promise that's exactly how it's going to happen. Okay, so so if you're if you're not going to get in touch with me, which is 
totally fine. I mean, I, I would love to hear from you, but I understand you're busy and all that, you know, but, but it's a, if there is something confusing and you're not able to get in touch with me, then just keep practicing. Okay. Just keep going because these things will again, reveal themselves to you through your own experiences in your own life. All right. Um, so, uh, so this Wednesday, I'm actually going to review, uh, another practice specifically designed to help you with this emotional resilience. Okay. But here's the thing. And here's your, here's your, uh, incentive to get in touch with me. I have to somehow get this guided meditation to you. Okay. Uh, it is a guided meditation. It's, it's one in which I just talk you through the practice. Okay. And it's the easiest way to get this stuff going because, you know, like I could sort of, you know, give you a script of what it's going to be, but that's really, really hard to get into because you, you have to kind of like memorize it and then practice it and it never really works that well. And it's just really hard. So it's so much easier to just sit and put your headphones on and listen to someone guide you through these meditations. Now, this particular one is one that is, you know, kind of my own, right? So it's not just like, I can't just tell, I mean, you might find something out there that's similar, but I, I don't know one specifically. Um, so, so what I want to do is I want to get you this recording. Okay. And it's, and it's super easy for me to do that. Okay. All I need is an email address. Okay. So as I've said in this, in this, uh, podcast, like, uh, you know, the, the pod, this is now the 51st episode. I must've said this at least a hundred (laughs) times that, that, um, that the, the two best ways to get in touch with me. Okay. And, and for this purpose, the easiest one is just to send me an email. Okay. Just, just literally it's art at artburnscoaching.com. All you have to do is like, just put a, a word in the, in the, in the, uh, in the, the subject line. Just say, you know, emotional resilience meditation or something like that. You you don't even have to write a body to the email, okay? You're just putting that in the subject line. I will email you a copy of this audio file, which you can download to your phone, to whatever device you have, and you can listen to it anytime you want, okay? And uh, and I really tell you that this is a powerful meditation, okay? Uh, and, And I would love to share it with you, okay? Now, the other way to get in touch with me, um, which would work here too, but you know, it's a little less direct, um, you know, is, is to book a call with me. Okay. I like to call it a virtual cup of tea. Okay. And the reason why I use the virtual cup of tea at risk for repeating myself yet again, um, is that, is that when you sit down with a, with someone for a cup of tea, there, there's, you know, generally speaking, there's no expectations, right. And there's no obligations, there's no strings attached and there's no costs involved, right. If, if anything, the, the cost is, is a cup of tea and what's that a couple of dollars, right? It's not going to break most people's bank, you know? Um, and so, so, you know, so that's why I call this a, a virtual cup of tea because the same rules apply, right? There is absolutely no obligation. There is actually no cost involved. There is absolutely no, uh, strings attached or expectations or anything like that. Okay. Um, so, so literally you can go to my website and just, it's artburnscoaching.com and right there. Now, now you have to go into the header section. You'll see, like the the 
third, second or third from the left uh, says uh, book a, a free 30-minute consultation, I think it's called. And that's my IT department named it, uh, you know, but it re- I think I'm going to change it to a virtual cup of tea just because it sounds so nice. But anyway, uh, you can click that, that, uh, that link and literally you get dropped right into my calendar program and you can pick a time. You can see the, the open times for me and you can pick a time that works for you. Just, just click on there. It'll give you a 30 minute, uh, uh, session just because, you know, it's, it's like, it's either 15 minutes or 30 minutes. And, and I feel like 15 minutes is maybe too short for most people. So, uh, so, you know, but 30 minutes, don't feel like you have to stay on the phone with me for 30 minutes. Okay. It could be a five minute conversation. It's, there's no, again, there's no obligation, no strings attached. Okay. Uh, but I would love to talk to you. I really would. And, uh, and certainly if you have any questions about any of this, uh, this stuff that I review here or, or in any way that, that I can help you to apply this to your life, that would be time very well spent for me. Okay. And time that I'm more than willing to spend with you. Okay. Uh, so I hope that all makes sense. And, uh, and again, I would really love to hear from you and, and really this week, send me that email. Okay. So I can get you this, uh, this, uh, meditation. Okay. Because the meditation is super powerful and really is going to help you to develop this emotional resilience, which is just enormously important when it comes to, uh, emotional intelligence at large, but specifically dealing with, with experiences and especially those experiences at work. All right. So with that, I'm going to let you go. Uh, stay tuned for my little uh, re- pre-recorded uh, supplement to this episode to talk about the 33-day uh, uh, challenge, the, the 33 days of compassion challenge that I'm going to start. It's kicking off in a, a couple of weeks on August 1st, and, uh, and I would love to see some of you join this as well. All right. Uh, so until next time, I want to say goodbye, and I want to wish you well. Uh, and before I go, uh, tomorrow we're going to be talking about so today we talked about uh you know we went further into the emotional resilience tomorrow we're going to go further into the cognitive resilience right which is all about the stories that we tell ourselves and i have some really great information on that as well and uh and yeah so so giddy up and i'm excited to be here and uh, i can't wait to be here again tomorrow all right uh i wish you well everybody and so long have a wonderful wonderful day take care Hey there, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast and supporting my efforts here. I am so happy to be here with you every day and and to deliver these uh, messages of of mindfulness and emotional intelligence that can help you in lots and lots of ways in your life. Now, I have a really, really exciting thing to announce to you here. Um, As you know, one of the three uh, basic forms of practice that we work on in mindfulness and in emotional intelligence, uh, and perhaps one of the most, perhaps the most important one of all is kind intention. And so I am super excited to, to launch uh, at, the, at the beginning of next month on August 1st, we're going to launch the 33-day compassion challenge. Now, I, I call it a challenge because everybody's doing challenges these days, and I figure it's, it's a way I'll get people's attention. But of course, there's nothing challenging to it. As you know, uh, kind intention really just requires us to to let go of something as opposed to, to uh, creating an effort around it. And so what we're going to do is for 33 days, starting August 1st, we're going to give you a daily uh, message you're going to get in your email box. All you got to do is sign up for it. There's 
there's no cost, there's no anything involved other than just signing up for it and doing the practices that you get every day. Now, there's going to be each week you're going to get one formal practice to work on and you're going to get one informal practice to work on. So Monday you'll get the formal practice, Tuesday you'll you'll uh, get the informal practice for the week to work on. Uh, they're going to be super easy, not take a lot of your time, uh, and they're going to be kind of fun too. And, and in the end, I promise you, you're going to be feeling so good. Now, the rest of, the, of every day, uh, you're going to receive an email every morning, uh, and you're going to get in those emails, you're going to get a video, uh, some are by yours truly, uh, talking about the, um, the various effects of, of, my, of uh, kindness and kind intention and compassion and uh, the effects of, of, uh, that this stuff has on your brain, as well as the effects it's going to have on every aspect of your life, including those who you love. And, and how your compassion and your kind intentions are going to ripple out to those people who are connected to you and how it's going to change everything. And, uh, and I'm just so looking forward to it. And then also we're going to have a lot of science. Uh, I'm going to share uh, YouTube videos that I've uh, collected over the years uh, that, that talk about the science of all this and how it all works in the brain and the body and the heart and the vagus nerve and all kinds of stuff that I've talked about in the podcast. And this is where we're going to just make it a real thing. And so why are we doing 33 days? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> a good friend of mine and fellow coach uh, named Kurt Francis, he has this amazing uh, illustration to, uh, or sort of a, an analogy of forming a habit to, uh, to the flight of an airplane. There's a, a, t- a, a point at which um, an airplane has enough power and enough lift under its wings that even if it loses one of its engines, it's still going to achieve flight, okay? Uh, I don't know the technical name for it. I'm not a technical guy. But so the, the habit of formation or, or the formation of a habit uh, – and the experts tell us it takes about 66 days. So, but however, there is a point at which you have that sort of lift to you uh, and, and enough power under, under your wings that you're well on your way. And so, in other words, you're kind of over the hump. And so, if 66 days could be seen as the cruising altitude for an airplane where the pilot can literally get up and, and use the restroom if, if she likes, um, you know, 33 days is, is representative of that time where you will have enough lift under your wings and enough speed behind you that that even if you you know sort of falter a little bit here and there you're still going to form a habit of compassion and kindness and this is something that's really important not only to us as individuals but to the rest of the world around us and 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 these days with everything that we have going on in the world you know I think it's pretty clear that that this is more important than ever and so again this is a completely free program there is no cost no obligation, no anything <laughs> strings attached to it. It's literally just for you to participate in and, and gain a power that you that is available to you and, and it's and it's available for for very little effort on your part. Okay. So I hope you can join us. So what you need to do is you need to go to if if you want to join us, what, the way to do that is to go to my website, artburnscoaching.com and on there you're gonna see a, a little button that says uh, the the 33 day compassion challenge just click that uh button and you're going to be uh just 
put into a, a page where the only thing you have to do is give me your first name and your email address. Okay. And that's it. And then from there on, everything else is taken care of for you. Okay. Starting August 1st, you will receive a daily email and, uh, and I'll also be posting and, and I'm going to be forming a Facebook group for this, which you'll be invited into, uh, in one of those emails. And, um, and I'll be posting in the Facebook group. I'll be doing some lives. I'll be doing, you know, give you some opportunities to ask questions about some of the stuff that we're covering and, uh, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm really, really hoping that you'll join us, uh, every single person who's listening to this. All right. So again, artburnscoaching.com hit the button that says the 33 day compassion challenge, and you'll be all set. And starting August 1st, it's all going to be taken care of for you. And I'm so excited to start this and to, and to have all of you join us. So, uh, I can't wait to get started and thank you again for being interested. And I'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Take care.